guys we are actually going to have a very interactive um, connection today I know that you're in your homes or maybe out driving your cars wherever you might be I want to hear back from you so when I ask you a question just give me a reply in the comments so I know that you're there has anyone smelt spring it's absolutely glorious I want to show you something actually sorry for this morning I went for a little walk out. Um, hang on. Good. <laughs> can you hear me? Guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. Um, this morning I went for a little walk behind my house and picked some of these to show you. On the peninsula, this is a very common tree. I don't know what it's called. I think it's in the tea tree family. But these flowers make the trees look like snow. And when we're driving around, when it's like a foggy kind of rainy day, we see these everywhere and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like snow everywhere. It's absolutely beautiful. But the reason I'm showing you these is because I think they're contributing to the sweetness of the air at the moment. And it is absolutely beautiful. So if you haven't smelt spring, I'm gonna give you like 10 seconds to just go step outside, have a big whiff and then come back and just add in the comments, yes, I can smell spring. And I've got it here so I can, uh, thank you. I'm getting a little bit of feedback here. Awesome, guys. Let me pray for you as we start this morning. Lord, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would really minister through me to our community. And um, I just, yeah, just trust you, Holy Spirit, that you really have something to impart and impact all of our lives this morning. So, yeah, we just trust you with our hearts and we ask that you would just open our eyes to what you have to say. We just thank you for, um, yeah, just ministering to, um, to us. And we just thank you for the blessing it is to be part of this community. Amen. I believe that this message will be relevant to all of you. So stay tuned and get your fingers ready, please, because like I said, this is interactive. Oh my gosh, someone's smelling cut grass. That is divine. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I think sometimes we look around our, in our lives and we try to look for the next thing. What's next? When lockdown's finished, when the kids go back to school, when the house is clean, when I get that pay rise, when I get that job. And quite often these ambitions can be healthy, but they can also contribute to anxiety, fear, worry, and things that don't actually produce life in our, in our life. So I have a little personal testimony to share with you about my journey in ISO. I could share lots of stories actually, but just one. Um, it has really come to my attention. I was just you know, chatting to the Lord the other day. It's like, what's something in my life that has actually 
really reflected you and um, I've really just taken like great encouragement that I haven't reflected a life of worry during this season, particularly around like the area of finance or my kids' education, although the first week of schooling was a bit full on, but I, <laughs> I stopped myself and um, I haven't, honestly, just haven't spent time worrying about their education. We've really just enjoyed the season of, you know, homeschooling and um, yes, it has come with its challenges, but um, I've really just reflected on what it has brought to our family and to our home. I haven't worried about my health or my family's health. I haven't been afraid. And I guess I want to share that with you because um, I feel just really blessed that I can reflect back on this season and see that my life hasn't been full of worry or anxiety. And I really believe that that comes back to knowing my identity in Jesus and actually just like knowing who I am and knowing who he says that I am and just taking his word literally when he says, do not worry, like it's for a reason. We actually just don't need to worry. We can trust him. And um, I want to know, like, let's just be honest here. Um, if you can see that there, <clears throat> there is something in these past weeks that you can reflect on in your life that has, I guess, shone joy or light or love into your home or your family, give me some thumbs up down in the comments because I want to know that you can reflect back on your life and actually see the goodness of God flowing through you into your home. I love hearing that. Okay, I'm getting some comments. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Um, I just, I think my focus this morning is really going to be um, just on freedom from anxiety and fear and worry because it has been a season where a lot of people have been caught up in this. And really, like when we partner with worry, and anxiety and fear, it's like a holding cell in our life. It's like we are, we are held in a cell. And um, when our mind dwells on worry, it's like we stay in a place that is not freedom. It's not what God has called us into. I am going to read the very typical verse that I think a lot of you know where I'm going to Matthew. Six, so you can turn in your Bibles. I'll wait for you. Matthew six twenty-five. Does anyone know what it says? You do, don't you? But I've got another dimension to this. Okay, I'm not just going to read it. We're just going to unpack it a little bit because the Lord's really been speaking to me through this verse. It's just been blessing me. All right. Open your Bibles, Matthew 6.25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What will you eat or what will you drink? Nor about your body, what will you put on it? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are, not, are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, 
can add a single hour to his span of life. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, some, some translations say burned, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. He's saying the unbelievers seek these things, right? And your heavenly Father knows that you need all of them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. He's given us a way out of anxiety. How good is that? Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, when I read, I read this um, earlier in the week, something that really stood out to me was look at the birds and look at the flowers. And I think, well, God really does speak to me through creation, so it stood out to me. But he, he quite often refers to creation when he speaks. And I think that um, it really like struck my heart that when we actually just like put everything aside, and we go outside and we actually look at the birds, we study them, like we gaze upon the way they're going about life, the way they're collecting their food and the way they're in flight and they're flying together. There's something that's actually lifted off of us when we're in his creation and observing what he's created and how he's created it and how it's made and how it interacts with one another, how the birds interact with the flowers and how the birds are in the sky. And just like bear with me for a minute because I know that like not all of us are creation appreciators but if we are we can see the nature of God and see him in it so I just sort of really wanted to um, just encourage you guys that when you are feeling anxious or worried or fearful go and just do something practical like observing the birds and sit outside and actually observe God's creation because it's like taking yourself to that high point and just like looking over what he has done and go he's actually made all of this he's created you and he cares more about you than the birds he says that in scripture but when we have a look at everything that he's created and just like the detail, the intricate detail of his creation and recognize that his hand is on and all over everything, that sense of worry or anxiety or fear that we have been carrying or dwelling over, it lifts. It just tends to lift. Like, if you don't believe me, try it. Because I know for me, like if I sit, if I get that little oh, how am I going to get through schooling my kids today? I'm just making my cuppa and I go out onto my back porch and I just, sometimes I don't even look, I close my eyes, but sometimes I do look and I just, I just take in all that he has created. We've just got this beautiful back bush behind our house and 
just the sounds of birds. I'm like, that bird, the sound of that bird, I'm like that bird is not worried about today. It is not worried for a moment. It knows that it's going to find food and shelter and it knows that it's going to be able to find twigs for its nest. And just like reflecting on like just the simplicity of what he's created. It's very complex, but there's something, a very, very simple message in his creation that we can really rely on. And he's drawn our attention to it here in Matthew when he says like, look at the birds of the air. He says, look at them. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather up in barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Ask yourself that question. He's saying this, not me, Jesus. <laughs> and which of you, by being anxious about your life, can add a single hour to your life? The crazy thing is, when we partner with worry and anxiety and fear, I was talking about that holding cell. We are the ones who put ourselves in that cell. Not anyone else. We are. So I just want to ask you a question. Have you felt locked up this week in your mind, not by the authorities of our state, but uh, have you locked yourself up in your mind by partnering with fear and anxiety? I am going to read from the Passion, um, Psalm 147. I'll wait for you guys. You can read it in your, your Bibles or if you've got an app on your phone, you can go to the Passion. Listen to this, because sometimes when like little sneaky lies of worry come to my mind, I just go straight into Psalms. It's absolutely beautiful. Something to combat, something that I feel in my life like really like combats fear and anxiety when I feel like it's starting to creep on in, because I don't let it in. I just like get in here and like worship and proclaim and just praise the Lord. And he has... Um, really shown me uh, a great deal of freedom through thanksgiving and actually being thankful for what we have. So Psalm 147 verse 7 says, Sing out with song of... Th Sorry, I'll start again. Sing out with songs of thanksgiving to the Lord. Let's sing our praises with melodies overflowing. He fills the sky with clouds, sending showers of water to the earth so that the grass springs up on the mountain fields and the earth produces food for man. And all the birds and the beasts who cry with hunger to him are fed from his hands. His people don't find security in, in strong horses for horsepower is nothing to him. Manpower is even less impressive. The Lord shows favour to those who fear him, to his godly lovers who wait for his tender embrace. 
and I'm a bit of a dot point person, so I kind of just dot pointed this scripture out. Sing to the Lord, see his power, see what he gives. This is like verse by verse. He doesn't delight in our strength. What do we do in our strength? We work to earn money, to buy food, to be educated, to get our house. That, like, that's the things that we do in our strength. Okay? He doesn't delight in man's strength. And verse 11, he takes pleasure in those who fear him, whose hope is steadfast in his love. That's what he takes delight in. And as his children, I trust that it's all of our heart's desire to actually know that like the Lord is delighting in us and that his pleasure is in us. Because it is. It actually is. But this is what it takes. It actually takes like us just delighting in him for him to take pleasure in us. I'm seeing lots of flowers up here. You guys are great. Love your feedback. It's awesome. <laughs> Did that mean anything to you guys? Just give me a thumbs up. So I'm just like noticing this trend in scripture um, when I'm reading about like when Jesus like talks or refers to like fear, worry and anxiety or, you know, not having a love of money. There's, it's quite often followed by something. So just like stick with me. I'm going to come back to that point. But we're going to jump over to Matthew 10, please. Wait for you guys. Matthew 10. At this point, if, you, if you're all here, I'd ask someone to read it out loud. But anyway, it's me. <laughs> all right, so if we could go to verse 31. Fear not, this is Jesus speaking, therefore you are more valuable Sorry, let me start again. Fear not, therefore you um, are of more value than many sparrows. He refers to the birds again. And I'm, I'm, I really want to read like this whole chapter to you, but I don't think we have time. So maybe I'm not going to call it homework. After study, you can go and read Matthew 10. He's actually just released the apostles to go out and work the miracles, raise the dead, set the captives free. And then he's just um, told them that persecution will come and he's kind of described a little bit about persecution. But then he immediately tells them not to fear. So when to put this all in context, um, he instructs us not to fear in light of persecution and tribulation and trials and brother coming against brother and home coming against home, um, you know, families being divided. Like he's, <laughs> go and read the whole chapter, please. It really spoke to my heart because he's still telling us not to fear in the midst of tribulation and trial and persecution in our life. 
the instructions of Jesus is not to fear because he cares for us more than the sparrows. We can trust him, guys. We can actually trust him in the midst of this, this season. Like, he's such a trustworthy father. He cares more for us than he does of every living animal on this earth that he's created. And he cares so much for them. Like, they wake up each day and, you know, most animals, if it's not due to some terrible thing that humans have done through global warming, and I'm not going to go there, um, but, like, they're fed. The fa our Father in Heaven cares for them. And I just want to bring it back to you. Like, do you know how much he cares for you? Do you know how much he loves you? Do you know your identity? Because if you don't, it's all written here, like in the word of God. Like, just get in there and, and ask him to teach you about his nature. Like, ask him to show you who he is and how much he cares about you. Because the anxieties and worries and fears of these worlds will mean nothing to you. The love of money, I was going to talk about that, but I'm just going to touch on it. But that can quite often entangle our minds and our hearts, just like the pursuit of money can entangle us and get us caught up in the world and really like feeds into worry and anxiety and fear. And I believe it takes a lot of people into that holding cell for years and years and years of their life because scripture says that you cannot love God and money. And so if you have a, tr have a problem with that in your life, you feel like you, you would uh, rather work than spend time with your Heavenly Father and abiding in Him, then I really just believe today that like, you need to bring that before Him and lay that at the altar and lay it down because that will consume you and you will worry and you will be caught up with anxiety and fear and all of those things that the Father does not desire for your life. He's actually come to give life. And he's come to give freedom and hope. And um, we can completely trust him when he says, do not worry. The value of your life is so priceless. I just think it's really incredible that, um, like that statement where he says, we cannot add a single moment to our life through worry. It's like really just like wasted headspace. And I've read some statistics that like 50% of our thought life is not in the present, it's in the future or in the past. And um, in that, I'm like, well, if 50, if, you know, on average, 50% of our headspace is not in the present, what are we dwelling on? Are we dwelling on things that are giving us life? We're dwelling on past regrets or the things that could hold us back. Are we dwelling on future ambitions, um, you know, success or like worldly, worldly goals or worldly wealth? Or are we dwelling on the goodness of our God and how pleasant he is and how wonderful he is? Goals are good. I'm not saying that, okay? Like goals are totally good. But when they consume us more than our Heavenly Father, they can become a problem. Um, so I want to I want to ask you guys who this week will commit to 
just like give me some feedback in the comments who this week is going to commit to going outside and looking at the birds. It's just a simple one. Without your phone, without your phone, okay, just like leave all your devices inside. Maybe you could take your Bible or, you know, nothing at all. But actually just like gaze upon his creation and observe what he has done, what he has created. Observe his goodness. Observe his faithfulness. Ask him to speak to you through creation. Who's ready to commit to that? I'm waiting for your comments. I think we're a little delayed. I know you guys will. I actually just believe you will because I know quite a few of you. And um, I know that uh, I know that you'll take that challenge because it's not so much a challenge. A lot of you are nature lovers and God does speak to you through his creation. So um, it would be really awesome. I also was just like hoping that like midweek, um, maybe you could just jump onto the Facebook page um, group if that's all right, and just like share a testimony of like how God has spoken to you through his creation. Um, perhaps just, just a sentence or two, like this is what God spoke to me about. Like this is what he revealed to my heart. This is the truth that he's shared with me. So if you could each just like jump on, write a sentence or two of like just the freedom that um, the truth of this word has brought to your life. And then there's one more challenge I want to leave you with. Share it with someone who doesn't know Jesus. Okay, I want you to share it with someone who doesn't have a relationship with God yet. Okay, share with them through something that's relatable, like through, um, like maybe you'll go for a walk with them. Um, maybe you'll have a FaceTime conversation, however you may interact with them. But share with them the way that God has spoken to you through his creation and the way he's brought freedom to your life. Just share with them the goodness of God and, and just tell them, like, I don't have to worry because of this. I, I'm free from anxiety because God showed me this. I don't have fear because God has actually given me a new heart. And just share the goodness of God with them. I really believe that, like, relatable messages, like messages that um, we experience in our own lives are so much, uh, like, they, they're so powerful, they carry a lot of weight. And when we share them with uh, friends, like they'll listen, they'll listen. Okay, their ears are open. People are really, really hungry right now. There are a lot of people that are so anxious and so worried. There's so much anxiety um, in our state, in our country, in our world. But like think about the people in your community who are struggling so much with fear right now and anxiety because of the climate um, and we actually have a message of truth and a message of hope and you have a voice so you can share it and I just encourage you this week that whoever you share it with just pray for that person pray that the words that you speak will um, really just ring true in their heart so I bless you guys and I thank you so much for um, sharing in here and I've got lots of like claps and yays. You guys are, are going to do this. Yes. Thank you so much. I will be checking in on all of those. No, I won't actually. I'll just wait, I'll just wait to hear from you guys during the week, but I'm going to jump on and just like thank you for um, 
just sharing vulnerably about just the way that God has spoken to you through creation this week. And um, I'm just really, really grateful to be able to share this with you because I have experienced so much freedom from this word myself, even just learning this week and reading. And I can honestly say freedom from worry, anxiety and fear is freedom. And you do not need to live in that holding cell this week, but you can walk hand in hand with Jesus. So love you all and I bless you. Have a really, really wonderful week. Bye.